0: Heard around the world on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande.
2: Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue, alongside him is Mr. Joe Grande, who was absent today, but we want to still give a shout-out to Mr. Joe. We miss you, brother. We want to thank you guys for joining the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. And check us out on Instagram, at Cannabis Talk 101 or our website at www.CannabisTalk101, where you'll find all kinds of new blogs and fun things to learn about the cannabis industry. Salar,
3: Man, so before we get into all that today, guys, i got to remind you to turn the typical into something special. When it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. Visit their website at www.LeronOils.com. Yes! And today, my friends, we are welcoming back one of my Persian brothers, Mr. Shatoni Kasai, founder of Insider Investors Club, a collective form to protect people from misinformation while helping investors and business owners build generational wealth, diversify their portfolio, all while having fun. They're known for their... Engaging events known to be hosted by celebrities who have diversified their resources. You can learn more about the organization at www.insiderinvestors.com. Alongside Tony, we have Mr. Matt, his colleague, a veteran and brand ambassador for Your Tax Coach, which provides insight with tax strategy, preparation, and bookkeeping. You can check out their website at www.yourtaxcoach.com. Calm. Let's welcome to these boys back to the cannabis one-on-one yeah. campus, up, boys. Let's go. First and foremost, well, I want to thank you for your service. Yes, um, sir. Veterans and cannabis thank has you. been extra prevalent, you know, within the past couple of years now. Um, so I'm just happy you have the floor, man. Tony, my man, we actually collaborated on an event. I think <clears> last year we uh, we tried to get Vanilla Ice to one of oh, your I think man, golfing this events. Is deep for me. <clears throat> this is actually very deep because we actually instead. Had Coolio come out to your event?
4: Yeah, man. Man, I tell you what. Rest in peace, Coolio, and thank you guys for hooking that up because a lot of the other artists were fucking assholes. To be honest <laughs> with you, the management. I love your honesty. <laughs> the management were assholes, but Coolio saved the day for us. We had rented out the entire Palms rooftop. We had this amazing event set up, and he rolled in and a thirty-minute set. He ended up pulling out his boys, the saxophone, and it being a two-hour. And uh, a lot of great memories from that night. He hung out with us afterwards, had a couple of shots. We rolled dice together in the in the suite. And Did man, you take just, your money. No, nah, no, nah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was a friendly game. <laughs> what's on the tables? What's on the? Uh... Uh, to be honest with you, I don't
2: fucking remember. <laughs> just to be real. You know, t- you know, Tony, it's crazy because um, you know I, I have an extensive you know memories with with Coolio and. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody foreseen him passing passing away on us. You know, he's such a legend in the game. I mean, so many different things with the dangerous minds from the, the shows, from the the hits that he's had. And then, you know, sitting with, you know, having him, you know, see you with him. And I remember you taking photos with them and then actually singing on stage with them. But you were up there singing Gangster's Paradise. <laughs> I was hey. like, this is amazing.
4: Yeah, I got to rap with them as well. I freestyled some little shit. But, uh, dude, it was crazy because he – you know, you look at an artist like that and you think, all right, he's just known for a couple of hits or he's just the movies. But he had a great business acumen, too. And I think you and I were talking about you guys were building out the set with the kitchen. He wanted to do cooking with Coolio. Yeah. And he was talking about how he had been blackballed from the industry on Netflix and yeah. that his... His political message didn't uh, match the narrative and shit, and I don't want to digress too much, but what an amazing human being, and, and shame on everybody who just automatically thought it was drug-related. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, that's yeah. the other thing I want to br- want to bring up, because I know he's got a family, and there's a legacy there to protect. It yeah. wasn't drugs, dude. It was just asthma. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people, especially, you know, and I, I say this for, for rappers, You know, people think that, you know, right away that it's, you know, they're rappers, you know, so they have to be drug addicts, gangbangers or something else. But they forget that it's the music business and music may come first, but it's business that got them to where they're at. So, you know, most of these guys, when you see them, you know, on a a world tour or, um, you know, doing things, you know, don't get it twisted. These men and women have made themselves. Business folks first, in order to be where they're at, uh, especially Coolio and, and all the, the the you know movies and and documentaries to songs that he's produced and been a part of. So it's been a big deal. Um, so Matt, right? Correct. How you doing, bud? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm just a little bit better than spectacular. All right. <laughs> yeah. So so listen. First of all, again, you know, thank you for service in 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 this uh, uh, world of ours. It's something that's near and dear to my heart. My dad was a veteran and. You know, I, I want to listen to, you know, I got to speak with you a little bit, but I want to hear a little bit about your story of who you are. So if you would do me a favor, just tell me a little bit about, you know, 15 years ago or even 20 or 30 years ago before you even got into the military. Um, and then, you know, what you who you served
5: with and then who you are. Sure. Uh, the only question I'd have for you is, you know, the reason I went in the military is not exactly the most lighthearted hearted reason you know it's a little it's a little dark so i'll go there if you want me to uh, you know listen i not not, i won't get i won't get too dark i won't, won't have people crying or anything you, you i like crying we
3: like listen, vulnerability listen. Yeah. <laughs> here's the
5: thing you know we, we we love being
2: vulnerable and we love to cheer up on this show we do it all the time we get to hear uh people's beautiful stories and whether they're good bad or ugly we want to hear them so all right. Um, but let's start before the military, though. Who are you? You know what I mean? Like, who? Who? Yeah. Did you, where'd you go to school? You know, who are you as a young
5: man growing up? So, like I said, my name is Matt. Um, I grew up in Virginia, around around the D.C. area. Uh, my family's mostly Italian. Um, I moved around a lot uh, because my mom died when I was very, very young. I was eight years old, and my dad kind of never really recovered from it. Um, and so I went to boarding school my whole life. Okay. Um, I also went to... I lived in another country for 2 years and what's uh what is now a shut down program it was it was a Mormon program in Western Samoa. Wow. Yeah. So I was there for 2 years and you know we used to do it was like kind of it was a crazy experience. We used to like for a punishment they'd make us like dig holes in the sand. We lived on a beach. Yeah. Um, Paradise so Cove. Bad, but <laughs> they did they did a documentary on it actually. Yeah. Uh, Paradise Cove Paradise It's called up uh, yeah. The Lost Boys. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they did, mm. a, pair, they did a, a documentary on it called The Lost Boys. And I was one of the lost boys. Um, but, you know, they used to make us, like, dig holes in the sand, fill them back up and run with rocks over our head. And, you wow. know, they would just try to smoke our bags all day, you know, just. Yeah. So the military kind of made sense for me. A lot of guys that I was there with, uh, I, I don't talk to them, but I see them on Facebook. A lot of them are. Some a lot of them are senior ranking in the military, wow. um, because it's just like you can just take pain and just keep going. Yeah. Um,
2: now and now you said that was Mormon. That was uh, did you grow so up it, it was run
5: by a Mormon organization. I don't want to get sued by anybody, but uh, um, the guy's name was Brian Vifanua. He's like blackballed from everything. He he gets fu- we because there was a lot of abuse going on. I right. didn't uh, experience anything too crazy. I got my ass whooped, but um, there was some. Some other guys that got uh, allegedly right, that got sure. uh, abused,
2: like sexually. Sexually, yeah. Wow, that sucks.
5: So a lot of like some guys, a lot of guys like ended up, you know, years later blowing their brains out and just all sorts of sh- crazy shit. Yeah, you know, it was a wild place. Some guys have they say they had PTSD from it. I, I, don't. Yeah. Personally, I was there for a long time too. I was there for two years. Most guys are only there for like a year. Um, how did you end up there? My dad didn't want to be a dad ah. I was really troubled uh, I felt the loss of my mother at a very young age and he just I was angry yeah and he didn't he didn't want to be there for me he didn't want to step up to the plate it was easier to send me off to somewhere else and so that's what he did
3: you have any siblings
5: yeah I have a sister how's she doing yeah um but that was what he did that's how he dealt with it yeah, he just chose to because he 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 did well at the time. He was making like two or three hundred grand a year. It's a lot and, of money back then. Yeah, it was a lot of money. Lot this of is money. like 97, Shit. 98, oh. right? So, um, I come back. I'm home for maybe a year. Uh, I'll never forget it. So I I come home. My dad's a schmuck. He never told my sister I was coming home. So I come home, and we lived in uh, we lived in Virginia. And I go, It's it was wintertime when I came home. And I go, and I'm sitting in the kitchen. My dad never told my sister I was coming home. It's the only time I, like, my sister and I aren't close, but I know she loves me, and this is how I know, right? So I come home, I, I'm sitting in the kitchen, I'm freezing my ass off. And I've been in, like, 98-degree weather, 98-degree humidity, I just start freaking out. I had him, like, want to say I had a panic attack, but it was close, right? Sure. So I'm just sitting there like you know, I'm 16 at the time and my sister comes down and she just starts crying. Yeah. she like came home down for breakfast and there was her brother. Yeah. She hadn't seen me in, or talked to me in two years. Wow. So whatever. Anyways. So a year later, my dad sends me off to military school again. I'm there until I'm probably 16 or 17. I get kicked out. I go to another military school, but this one was, this one was very, very, very militant, right? So all you could do there, there's nothing to do except for work out. So I was like 17, 18 years old, like 205 pounds wow. of Jack, just pure That's All I did was lift weights like two or three hours a day. There's nothing else to do. So I came home. My dad was married to a a woman. I won't say her name, but, you know, she just, just like to run her mouth to me. And I just, you know, like one. I just, I came home, I was tired. I had, you know... I just had enough and I just told her to fuck off. Yeah. You know, it's like, shut your mouth woman. Like I don't want to, I don't want to listen to this bullshit, you know? And he of course had a way, you know, he felt a certain way about that. And then I threw him through a coffee table. Yeah. So him and I have never really been, we don't, we uh, don't speak anymore. And that's a longer, longer story for, but anyways, have you tried? Like, have you, have you tried to, to, to find the,
2: the, the compassion in your heart to say, let it all go. Fuck. No. Yeah. You know why?
5: <laughs> why? Because he, he did the same thing to my kids that he did to me. Mm. You can, you can do me dirty. I can take that. Right. But I kind of, I was kind of hoping that old age and maybe Slow him down a little bit. Yep, yeah. Maybe him thinking that this is a second chance for him, but he, he bailed, he bailed on my daughter and he bailed on my son a couple of times and I was like, you know what? You don't exist to me. Is you that generational
4: Matt? Was his father a piece of shit too?
5: No, my grandfather was a great dude. Really? Um, I, I was actually raised by my mom's father, but my dad's father was a great guy. He just died when I was, fuck, he died in like 89. So I was six. Hmm. Maybe he, was, he was 87 maybe. So it was, I was, I was young, but I remember him, you know, he had a walking stick. I remember he used to ha- I had his walking stick in the garage and I would go, give him his walking stick and we would go on walk i don't know that's what i remember and i'd go visit them in florida and I, I i have nothing bad to say about the guy yeah so that he he did try that oh you know my mom wasn't my dad mom and dad weren't loving to me it's like fuck off man yeah
2: that's like, not an excuse right i mean yeah like, we all and even know if that. they were
5: yeah like, like you weren't
2: yeah that's why you should be more loving
5: right right you if you shit, know that that's though. the wrong thing then you should pivot yeah. and different break the
2: generational you know it's crazy because because as a young man you know for me like you know I always thought my dad hated me too and and uh it wasn't till you know I was probably in my you know 20s like late 20s dude like probably almost 30 that um you know I realized like okay he's not an asshole he's just very aggressive and he doesn't know how to show love to me right because my dad grew up in a um in the uh, uh, juvenile system, you know, because yeah. his family gave up on him, so we, we don't even really know any of his family, and um, and then there was this this time where you know like he went from the juvenile system and they said hey do you want to stay in juvenile hall and go to the to go to you know jail. Or do you want to go to the military? And he's like, yeah. "Oh, I'll go to the military." Yeah. Ended up in the navy, um, and then you know, postal service, union worker, so on and so forth. But he, he was very not loving, like you know, not not the guy that you come home and be like, "Oh, I love you, son," you know, and give you a hug or tell you any. And I don't even think I can remember him telling me he loved me until, you know, I was in my thirties. But and and I'm sure he did. And, you know, when I look back as a, as a youngster, I feel like there was times when we were when I was really young that he he loved me. Um, but then, but as I Got to a certain point, I realized, oh shit, my dad loves the hell out of me. You know what I mean? He's like my biggest fan. I, he just doesn't stand for the dumb shit that I was doing, because I was right. I was completely out of you know I was just a loose cannon myself. I think growing up, so yeah. But you know,
5: continue though. No, I'll say it's hard to quantify that, right? Yeah. I mean, I would I would probably literally pull my knife out and cut my own liver out for my kids. You know? Yeah. Ugh. It's just it's just yeah. like a, but it's like a, it's an intense, intense love that you cannot. You that's the only way you can describe it. Is that I would jump in front of a bullet, jump in front of a car, like whatever, you know, Um, my dad just never felt that for me. And that was that was tough to come to grips with. Right. It's like, oh, well, maybe I maybe that's 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 how I'm really worth. Right. Maybe my life really isn't worth anything. So I really like I had to do a lot of uh, I do a lot of work. soul Soul searching in that area and I went in the military, so the long the reason I'm saying this is because I went to college. Um what college you go to? Uh, Virginia Military Institute. Okay. BMI. Yeah. Little school in um in Southwest yeah, Southwest Virginia. It's a so, like West Point type of I mean, maybe Southeast. I think it was Southeast. No, it was Southwest. Anyways. Whatever. Um so I, I get out of college in, like, 2006, 2007. Actually, it was 2007, and then, so I'm going into that job market, right? It's the recession. Um was feeling very lost, just didn't have really a purpose in life, and then, you know, uh, Afghanistan kicked off, and then I was like, well, fuck it, you know? Like, let's, let's
1: see what's going let's on. Let's
5: go, let's go, you know, I'm, I'm ready for the bug kind of shit, you know? Yeah. and. I didn't I, I w- I didn't go in it because I was, like, you know, trying to off myself or anything. But I didn't value my life, that's for sure. Right. You know, like, I wasn't... Torpedo. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah, I was like, let's yeah. do this, man.
2: Yeah, there's not much to lose here, boys. Let's go. Yeah. yeah.
5: So, I went in, signed up. I took the test. They were like, your ASVAB is fucking great. Um. What job do you want to do? And so, I picked my job. Um, now I picked... You know, and then in the military, my job was to was to talk to people, and to have a conversation with them, and you know, exchange of information. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I was very. It was, it was. I did 14 years. It was. It was fucking great. I got to do shit I would never get to do otherwise.
2: Right, like what, like what kind of things?
5: Uh, decide life or death. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, that's, that's like flying helicopters. Yeah. You know, jump out of airplanes. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't Rambo. I was most, I was usually the guy, I was the guy that would, I don't want to say the brains of the operation, but yeah, part of a team that was the brain of the operation. Right. ran the, ran the machine. Um, I did two tours in Afghanistan, did a couple tours in Africa. Uh, I was an enabler, um, with Green Berets in Africa. Uh, I did, I, I ran around with those guys, did a lot of stuff. I don't have, you know, not a Green Beret, but um, I went on the same deployments and did a lot of the same jobs because the because the military, I took a test. They said I could speak a language. They taught me how to speak a language. Um, and so because I spoke that language at a certain proficiency level, I got to go out and, you know, have fun. Um, can,
2: he, can you tell me what the, the difference is From just somebody in the military versus a Green Beret. When we come back, it's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break.
5: We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101.
6: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Advanced
3: Nutrients has a complete growing system for cannabis that optimizes all phases and cycles to bring your crops to their true genetic potential. Discover more at advancednutrients.com. Now, before we got from break, uh, we're going kind of into the middle of the... We of the reactor, the... Yeah, the berets. Yeah,
2: tell us, like, what, what the difference is
5: between somebody that's just a military versus, like, a Green Beret. So, Green Berets, uh, you know, I've... I was in that community. Never went through the selection process, but they—they uh, they have a very intense selection process. You know, a lot of stuff: physical fitness tests, you know, navigation, a bunch of stuff. Uh, and you know, all do the best to make it. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, um, but it, they, they kind of look at the whole person. Like, how smart is this person? How physical? You know, what's their physicality? Yeah. You know, personality. They look, they look at a lot of that stuff. And again. Um, I went through some, some of the similar trainings that they go through, um, just because I was lucky enough to get, you know, in, be in that community for or like three or four years. But, um, my uncle was a, a green beret and that's yeah. why I asked.
2: Cause you know, unfortunately, you know, he, um, he passed away, but you know, it was weird because you know, he, he, he was that uncle that, you know, was like the outcast of the whole family. You know, he, yeah. came, he came home from, from the war and, um. Which one? Uh, you know, I, it was Desert Storm or I, Vietnam? It's Vietnam, yeah, Vietnam.
5: Yeah, it was Vietnam. those, those guys—that's that's, that's yeah. a whole different ammo, right? So, like, I'll give you an example. First thing you did on the show was thank me for my service, right? Yeah. Well, guys from Vietnam, man, they got none of that. They got spit on. They got called baby killers, all sorts of shit. You know, oh wow! It, it, it was fucking nuts. It's a different time. Um, I think it's great that people are—they whether they really think it or not, right? They at least say it. They always shoot sure. you respect, you know, if you're I hated it, but you know, sometimes if you're like out in uniform, people buy your you know, lunch or your dinner or something. Sure. It's, it's so it's it's been a it's been a very good cultural paradigm shift, right? Right. So but those guys, man, you know, they'd go in the jungle and sometimes, you know. Half of them wouldn't come back. I mean, that's
2: well. That's that's the thing. I mean, like you know, the 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 two big memories I remember him. You know, my dad and him were at a bar, and and my dad comes home, and my dad's all black and blue, and my uncle's gotten not a scratch on him. You know, and he's just like you know, and, and my dad's in there like you know, telling my mom, and I I remember them having this argument it's like you get your brother's got to go you know he's yeah. he's batshit crazy and blah blah. blah. And they're arguing over it you know and he's like what what do you mean and my dad's like look at me i'm fucking you know and and, I, I'm, and I'm, she's like he beat your ass what, what, what's going on he's like no he started fighting with like you know these these bikers and like you know took a uh pull stick and start and beat the shit out of like 30 people but he's like, and, and, and she's like, well, what's wrong? He's like, but he's like, it, it didn't have to go there. Like he went from A to Z and just started, you know, racking people. Right. But right. the level of violence that you're willing to go to it was, is, is yeah. very quick. Yeah. And he beat the the shit out of my brother, you know, with the, with the, um, you know, a belt, you know, one time. But worse than that though is, is and I still love him to death, but um, is it he, you know, he would never stay in a home. He would always live on the streets. So he lived in the streets of Long Beach. And as just, uh, you know, he just wouldn't come home like he would want to stay there for a day or two and, you know, see the family. And then he'd go back to the streets and he just lived in the streets, like in parks and in different places, you know, and he wouldn't uh, for years would never come home. And, you know, we went after him to go find him, you know, because he would be from San Diego back to, you know, Long Beach. And those were his two spots. And um, it's just he, he was so, so, you know, caught into the uh, the, the 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 war. Um, that he, he didn't want to live... He wanted to live in, in the woods. Like, he would find a park and find a little place to stay in, and you'd yeah. have to go find him, and it was just like, holy shit, and it's my uncle. My mom was like, we got to find my brother, and, um, you know, he ended up uh, getting AIDS and uh, <clears throat> and dying uh, on the streets, you know, uh, it, but we found him for a couple of years, and we had him back
5: and forth, and that's when, like, a lot of that stuff happened. Have, have you ever heard of uh, Sebastian Junger? No. I wrote a book Oh, uh, Maybe, actually, the name sounds familiar. When yeah, you he was... Who's a journalist, and he was with the 101st in the like the worst valley in Afghanistan, right? I mean, they got they got they got in ticks every day. Yeah.
2: My by the but, way, my uncle's whole stomach was blown off. Yeah. Like he had like he he uh, a grenade flew into his platoon and he yep. jumped on it
5: and it was a dud, but it blew it still blew up. You know. Well, that's 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 and, protocol, right? So if if you're the closest one to the grenade, you jump on it. You have to jump on it Because yeah. you're gonna die anyways Yeah Yeah And he and, literally, But if you jump on it You're at least saving Obstructing yeah. your, your
3: His bites. whole
2: stomach dude It was just like I mean <clears throat> It just looked like He had like you know, just faithful. scars, dude, like yeah. all the way and I was like I would look at him like holy shit like, you know and then and, and they're like, Well what happened? You know, he's like, Oh, a grenade came in his his platoon and he, he was the first to jump on it and he jumped on it and uh and I guess like three people dog piled on him after after it too and it just it, it went off but it was a dud. So it it saved him. But it, it I mean he you know, and then he went back, dude. This guy went back
5: after all that, you know, and and went back to to. Well, fight. that's common, man, because yeah. like they, they found like same thing World War Two, right? Guys were sneaking out of the hospital beds to go back to the front line. Yeah,
2: the, these guys were. Wow, they. I it's mean, the way it was is, different.
5: Man, like you, you, you know. Yeah. Like you're just willing to go to certain lengths for your brothers. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but to, to get back to my point. Yep. So Sebastian Junger. Wrote this book called, I think it's called Tribe. Right? Basically, what he figured out is so if you, they did, they did some studies in Israel because everybody serves in Israel, right? The whole, everybody, right? Everybody 18, does. right? You have right. A- they have almost, they have very little, if any, PTSD, right? And that's because everybody serves. You have people to talk to. Hmm. You have a tribe, right? Right. Whereas now, and even you know back then it was a higher percentage of people that would serve now it's less than one percent so who the fuck am I going to talk to right I yeah. mean I'm, I'm not saying like make me person I'm just saying like kind of like I'm outside looking in right it's like who who do you talk to right who do you really talk about your 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 you can't
2: go to your parents if, unless they've served but you can't go to your friends you can't you know you ask like, them about how, especially outside how dude, the prime VA. example we
5: we're talking about my dad earlier so this is when him and I were you know trying to trying to work shit out so we're having dinner some shit and this is when um, I think it was Maduro they were talking about going into Venezuela right my old man I'm not going to say what what party he aligns with but he's like so Matt when are we going to go in and take care of Venezuela and I just like <laughs> I just remember fucking I had my like fork and knife in my hand I put them down I was like are you going to fucking pick up a rifle and crawl around in the jungle, old man. Because that doesn't sound like fucking fun to me.
2: Yeah,
5: right. you realize like people are gonna die. Yeah, you want to just fucking go into the ju- you just want to invade somewhere. Right? Yeah. Are you fuck? Are you retarded? Yeah, it doesn't, like yeah. it makes no it makes no that makes no sense to me. I'm all for hey if you want to go in and you want to you want to get after it rock and roll, but you better have a good fucking reason. Yeah, because they're gonna try to kill you just like you're gonna try to kill them. Yeah, it's it's real. We're talking about life. Right, so right, right. That, this is, you know, it helps but that but that like that distension, right? That distance, yeah, Out lack of, touch, of understanding. Yeah. And he was a Vietnam vet. I think he was like a pipe paper pusher, but yeah. he was a Vietnam vet. Right. And I was I just was like floored by that. I was like,
4: Are are do you wanna do you wanna die? Like do yeah. you wanna
2: Yeah you know put I, I, a ruck I've, on and
4: i've noticed that with several people that i've interviewed on my show that were green berets army rangers one guy i think was all three and i mean these guys were involved in taking out osama these guys were high high level people that would similar to matt would just use their first names and would even black out their names but um i think the biggest frustration that i see with the guys coming out of the military right now is they don't even know what the fuck they're fighting for and I, if you I... look at the wars that we've been in other than world war ii it's like we, we've kind of lost them all <laughs> and yet it's this go army, you know They got no, video games and away. shit and there's commercials and we walk away We, like, walk away we, we yeah. don't even know what the fuck we're doing half the time. Meanwhile, they're coming out They're They they have PTSD We're pumping them full of fucking pills and shit And that's kind of why we're here because it's like the one thing that could probably give them some salvation some fucking peace is it's illegal for them to prescribe. Meanwhile, the VA yep. is pumping them full of oxys and shit, which is a whole other segment probably really. But that's what I've found with all of these guys that I've been interviewing yeah. is they come out, they have, they still love their country, but they're disenfranchised. You're seeing now some of them go back to the bases and become terrorists or shooting it up. But I think that's the one thing that I'm seeing as a parallel and in common with a lot of these guys is they're just coming out, they're just so fucking angry.
5: I mean, I, wa- I walked away after 14 years. I literally, I woke up one day about 12 years in, right? Once you really get past 10 years, right, you might as well get the retirement, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a bullshit retirement, but it's a retirement. But it's yours, yeah. Right, it's something. Um. So after like 10 years, you really, you're, you're kind of there. I did 14 and said, nah, I'm done. What? When do, you, when do you get retirement? What's that? When do you actually get retirement from being there? After? I don't. No, but don't, I mean. Oh, at 20. At twenty, yeah. 20 years, yeah. so you got to do twenty years.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that alone. yeah, is- yeah. <laughs> twenty years your life. The and
5: the and the response every time is like, "Well, don't you just want to do another six years and get that retirement?" Yeah. I'm like, bro, do you realize like what you can do in six years? Yeah. And here and here's and here's the reason why after fourteen, I said, "Fuck it, I'm out of here." I went to my buddy's retirement ceremony. One of my old team leaders, right? I go to his retirement ceremony. And there was nobody there. Nobody's like this. This one guy, I think his wife who didn't even look like she liked him at all. His kids are like fucking around on their phone and iPads and shit. They don't give a fuck. just like, I like, I think the the sad part about the training that I did in the military and learning how to read people is that you see things that most people don't see. Right.
1: Right. Absolutely.
5: You see the truth. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, man, these, these kids don't give a fuck about their dad right they don't they don't 20 years of his life or her life right because women do it too but i'm like why the fuck would i want to do that right do i want to get to the end and then and like what happens a lot too they don't talk about this a lot of guys get to the end and their wife's like hey peace motherfucker i'm out i'll take half yeah Uh, So you don't even really get your retirement you only get half yeah you know what i mean so it's Uh, like like why like and my wife, who I love, I love to death, but understandably at the time, she's like, "I don't know if I can do another six years." Right. And right. most guys say, "Well, you know, they choose the military instead of choose their family." Well, that makes that also makes no sense. Right. Right. Why are you gonna? Ch- you're wait. That woman gave you children most of the time, not always, right? Yeah. But that woman gave you the best years of her life, and she gave you children, and you're gonna say, "Fuck you," because guess what? I've seen it. Because just week and a half ago, I fucking punched out. Right. They There was no ceremony. There was no like banner. There was no parade. It's like, thanks for your service, homie. Have a good one. That's it. You get some paperwork, and that's the end of it. Mm. So why would you like? Why would you dedicate the most valuable thing you have on this planet, which is your time? Right. Because I've had like my best friend die in Somalia.
4: Mm. Twenty seven.
3: Very sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Right. So. Matt, I, I think Sorry, also from a, no to cut you off from a, from a money standpoint, you Maybe the money guy. I always look at it from a financial yeah, aspect, yeah. Oh, yeah. but you got to, you know, that's life and you got a family to feed. Matt's Matt's gonna make more money in the next 12 months than he did the past 14 years. Correct. Best you years know, just you, just right? from a few conversations and connections and business things that that we can open the doors to him. But another uh, interview that I did with this gentleman that's starting a great organization. If you guys want, reach out to us. But these guys would come out after 20 years. Guy may be 40 years old. He's been responsible for $23 million missiles on a $100 million airplane, but he can't get a fucking job for $50,000. They don't have any kind of system to come out and say, hey, let's do it. So one of my buddies, the Green Beret, he came out and he started an organization to where he said, look, there's companies like this that want great CEOs, people that have work ethic, people that are honorable, why not just create it? But it's taking the public sector to do that, but the fucking military with trillions of dollars is just coming out and like, all right, go get a job at McDonald's. You know right. what I'm saying? That's, so it's it's I it's, mean, it's, it's there's so much shit that, going right? on out there.
3: Absolutely, well speaking of, yeah, let's take a break. Um, now that you guys are getting into like, the post you know, military, Life and you know, that's years ahead of you. Let's take a break and we'll come back with all that, man. Life after. Sweet. It's Cannabis Good Talk 101. We're we'll right back after this
5: yeah. break. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101.
1: Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 Welcome
2: back to Cannabis Talk 101 Guys, check this out in February On the 10th, February 10th Right around the corner We're doing the Gridiron Greats, man It's going to be an amazing celebrity golf tournament Uh, Make sure you guys join us Uh, We have a lot of celebrities uh athletes nfl players from jim mcmahon to
3: uh, kyle, kyle, kyle turley, turley evan brin evan, yes. there's a ton of them shout out to the revenant Me, team the revenant, man revenant. Yeah. i don't even <laughs> golf. i'm 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 polishing my clothes but i'm not gonna do goldie much, we're bro. golfing bro <laughs> let's go I, let's either go. i'm your caddy or you're my golf <laughs> <adult> partner <laughs> let's do it let's do uh, it man i saw pictures of this teamwork uh, this resort man and it looks great man this i was a full party Real, how okay Horse's mouth. Let's go.
2: Well, look. I mean, listen. It's it's, uh, Club Corps, and they own probably most of the uh, uh, clubs across the country, as far as golf golf clubs. uh, I mean, uh, golf resorts. And I was very fortunate. I went there. They fed us. They took care of us. They drove us around the whole golf course. Showed us everything. And uh, it's amazing. We're actually going out there during the Super Bowl, um, and it, it's for the NFL players. Uh, you know, they they have the cigars with stars every year, uh, which we were fortunate enough to to be a part of last year. Um, and then with that process, uh, we're able to now help the, the the veterans in the in the NFL that didn't get their retirement um, because of the 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 laws and all that stuff. So we raise money for them by golfing and having uh, these events so that they can all get a, a proper retirement because just kind of like the military or the NFL has these crazy rules back in the day which they've started to adjust and fix uh, but a lot of people are not happy with what has went on with the you know some of these players that, uh, that didn't get their retirement so we, we now raise money with them and it's going to be a great opportunity for us to be out there during the Super Bowl having a golf tournament which uh, we plan to have televised and also is a cannabis consumption event because a lot of these athletes, uh, again, get prescribed uh, with opioids. They get prescribed with everything under the sun other than cannabis and neurological protection actually comes from cannabis. A lot of people don't realize the endocannabinoid system uh, allows us to, to have lubrication in inside of our body. And if you don't know what the endocannabinoid system is, imagine a lot of little hairs that are inside of your body that are called receptors. And when you smoke cannabis or ingest cannabis or take it, you know it, it ultimately lubricates those and allows you know uh, illness not to stick to it or to break down faster. So um, you know the, the NFL needs to recognize this. Uh, the military needs to recognize this. There's so many other organizations, and, and most importantly, our, our medical field needs. To, uh, you know they've made it. Um, you know. I always tell this story is that our country is the United States and we there's no way they come out and say there's medicinal value in cannabis had it not have it Uh, why they haven't opened it up is probably because of big pharma and the money that's involved in it versus the uh the greater of our people. And uh you know, I think that's exactly why we're here today and I think it's it's important, you know, that we have, you know, veterans like yourself and and, and investment uh groups like Tony that are here to to kind of share those uh, you know, those stories and, and and be able to help train and teach others out there. And it's been how many years since you smoked cannabis? 2005.
5: 2005.
3: Where are we at now? What about man two, that's 20, almost 20 years that's yeah, 18 years yeah, yeah 18 17 years, years. That's 17 years without can oh we're 2023 20, man that's like knocking on the door so, it, that's 18 years
4: chris can i add something we, we also need to thank people like you guys too because how many other organizations are spreading the truth you guys are doing it from a legal standpoint from a medical <coughs> standpoint thank you and man. it's something that's raising awareness i don't know of any other national much less international brand right now that's making the noise that you guys t- do and just from the last time that i was here seeing the growth i mean you guys got t- double triple the number of employees you're employing people you're doing construction you're doing taxes and you're doing it in the socialist republic of california where we're getting raped on taxes yeah. so congratulations to you guys man oh, Heads thank up, you yeah. thank you so much yes very much yes this. thank
2: you man you know. Um, it, it, it's it's dear to my heart to 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 make sure we get this message out. My father died of cancer. He's also a veteran, and uh, through that process, you know, uh, on his deathbed, my my dad, you know, was sold cannabis. I mean, in you know, in, in probably in the military, <laughs> uh, after the military, and and so on. And uh, you know, he's he was kind of like a, a renegade in that sense, but. You know, on his deathbed, he you know I, he was like, yeah, whatever you do, do it the right way. Try and figure it out. Make sure you do it the right way. And I'm going, what's the right way? You know what I mean? mm-hmm. when, the whole country don't know what the right way is, you know. But it's been dear to my heart, and it's been in my my blood, my family line for a lot of years. And um, you know, I I'm not the hugest smoker. I smoke when 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 it's me time, mm-hmm. you know, or I feel or I feel comfortable doing it. But I, I'm not one of the guys that just smokes all day. And, and but a lot of my friends do, and they function very well. And this and, one. Yeah, there's one right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a totally <laughs> I mean, some of these guys they smoke all day, all the time. And, and there's, but but for me, I'm very you know calm and, and, and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll take a hit or I'll smoke. And, and I think you know, you know, Matt, right? Yep. You know, Matt. I think that for, from a point from your point of view, you know, I think you know when you come out of of, of war or you come out of um, the military and and you have you know you're an athlete. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. Like, you you know, you're a veteran, but I mean, but veterans are athletes. I mean, they they get abused out there, right? You know, on the field and and it's things that we don't even acknowledge. We just go uh, and and, and us, you know, being, you know, just, hey, thank you for your service. That's about as far as it goes. You know, we don't know how to, to, to deal with, you know, um, crawling through bushes or jumping out of freaking planes or, or exercising to make sure that your body's in health so that you, in, in the event you have to go to combat, you know. Yeah, you're, you're 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 fighting not only for your country but for your own life, um, and your brothers that are standing next to you. We, we we can't understand that. You know what I mean? It's it's like saying you know uh, your your family member, your your best friends. You know your your dad or your you know let's say your sister or whoever passes away, and you're like, oh, I'm I'm sorry about your loss, but you really can feel that loss unless it's happened to you because or or each individual person has that different feeling. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know how to, to answer those things, you know, and you said it best earlier. You're like, you know, we don't have anybody to talk to, you know, and, yeah. and it's, it's real because I, I didn't resonate with me until you said it like that, because in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're veteran. I'd love to talk to you about, you know, anything you want to talk about because I, I care, but I don't have the, the knowledge of what you've been through to really understand, you know, and and, um, you know, I, I again, I, I can only say what I know how to say is thank you for your service. And, and um, you know, I appreciate you sharing your stories with us, you know, and can you let us know, you know, what kind of protocol it is like when you need medicine and how that looks, you know, so that, you you know, we can understand because I, I think I understand, you know, because I hear it from so many people like, oh, they give me Oxycontin, they give me Vicodin, they give me, you know, uh, Xanax, they give me this, they give me that. And there's other solutions, and and I and I say this to to anybody listening, you know, cannabis isn't a cure-all, you know, let's not let's not fake that, right? I'm not going to sit here, and you know, it, it's not a cure-all, but but I do believe it's a, a it's a uh, an additional outlet that's more natural and and not as habit forming or as addicting for sure. Um, Because there's no addiction to cannabis. It is habit forming. You know, you can get a habit of smoking it, but when you get off smoking cannabis, you're not going to sit there and shake and be be sick and need opioids or something else to keep your body in in gear.
5: I mean, alcohol is legal. Yeah, it's way more addictive and terrible for your body, right? I mean, it can kill you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the the
6: uh, withdrawal can kill kill you. Alcohol can actually kill you. No,
0: it can kill you from getting off of alcohol yeah but you're right, an alcoholic yeah and yeah. you say you i want to quit drinking that's the only yeah. drug that you even need have to wing yourself detox. definitely a false drink to get off of it. yeah
5: it's crazy Between
3: 100%. All that, yeah so
5: yeah but i mean in the military even though i didn't go to like a fun college i could probably you know out drink most frat boys you know? yeah so oh i got veterans it's, better the, in it's yeah, a you... hard partying culture i mean that's that's tony mm. yeah but, <laughs> you see me yeah we we hung out we, with each we're other. thrown out of yeah we what, thrown <laughs> out what branch were
3: you in by the way army you were in the army okay yeah. no i've heard i had my army friends tell me you know we go to the bars we see some dudes from the navies we have a few drinks and it gets out of hand and
5: yeah it gets a little rowdy <laughs> yeah but um i look uh as far as like dealing with the, the i don't know you want to call it trauma i hate i hate that word but like yeah. the the difficulties of being in the military and deployed and all this, you know, a lot of guys, like they talk about guys committing suicide a lot. Right. But no one's, no one's talking about why I heard this. And this is just my opinion, right? I heard this really good speech from, uh, it was actually from a chaplain, which is like a, a military or a military holy man or whatever. He's just, you know, he's just a, a mil- he's, he's another green suitor, Yeah. but he's, you know, he's either a Catholic chaplain or, or whatever. Right. He's he serves as, as advice on council, but he talked to us one time and he was like, you know, you know why there's, it's suicide is so common in the military for guys that get out. When they get out, they have no purpose. Right. So you had this mission Every day, every day you had a reason to get out of bed. Right now you no longer have that. The other thing too is fear of death. So they figured out that guys that had jumped out of airplanes and done, you know, some of the more specialized things, you know, all across, you know, Marine Corps or whatever. Right. They figured out that they weren't, they're not, you're obviously not afraid to die. Right. So what's, you know, it's, it means basically nothing. If you feel like you're a burden, to those that you love and that you have no purpose wow. on this planet. Let's see where this went. Meet, you know, it's time to meet your maker, man. And I'm not going to, I've, I've never gone down that whole that dark hole very far, but I get it though, but what? I could see it. I, oh, I, I yeah. could, Oh my God. You know, I've looked at, the, I've looked at the door and been like, yeah, I go down there.
3: I can empathize. But can the only reason those. I didn't
5: was because of my kids. Sure. You know,
4: and um, well, I can even yeah. tell you, knowing Matt now for a couple of years, and we didn't really plan on talking about this, but I think even from a personal person, seeing who he was a year ago, the anger, the kind of frustration that he had, and just, I mean, how how long has it been since you actually the day that you punched out?
5: It's been a week and a half.
4: So about a week and a half ago, he hit me up, and he's like, "Hey, man, what are we gonna do?" Like, you know, he knows weeds Cali- uh, legal in California, and I said, "Well, look," he goes, "I'm, a, you know, I want to smoke for the first yeah. time." And I said, well, if you do it, why don't you do it on set with my boys <laughs> yeah. and we'll make it really special? And he says, no, really? So he came out from, you know, not this state, from another state. And, uh, you know, thank you for kind of doing this short term yeah. with us. But I thought that would be kind of cool for him to. Well, I got the call last night, guys, and that's why, <laughs> that's why they're
2: still patiently standing there, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, and I, I heard some of the story and I'm just like, fuck, you know. This is this is good, um, you know. Again, for for those that need to hear this, right? There's so many people that listen to our
5: show, and, and they're listening for all different purposes, right? Some are listening. The the medicine that you're going to get, though, to answer your question, in a very very short short version is, it's not going to be from pharmaceuticals. Right. I had a, I started doing like Wim Hof, cold plunge therapy, red light therapy. Wow. Um.
4: Good for you. I, I but the VA I is not paying for that. Everything. You you found that right? That that's not right. Something but I that's I had I protocol. had I had to do that though, right? Because right. I was really like, if I if I keep
5: going down this road, like you said, how it was a year ago, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out, man. Yeah, that's scary. you know, like I don't know, I, like I'm sorry. I know that's very dark and probably no, not no. something we want to talk about on the show. It's really... But it's like you just know you're like I'm not in a good place and I I need to do something, right. Or otherwise, and I, I just wasn't, I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a, I sure as hell wasn't a good dad. Right. And I just, I was like, something's got to change, man. Right. And that's why, that's a lot of the reason why I punched out too. Cause I, I just didn't like who I was anymore. Yeah. I didn't like myself at all, who I had become. And you can't be, in my opinion, I could be wrong. There are some guys that do this. I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think you can be a warrior and a good father and a husband at the same time. How? How? If someone can explain that to me, right. I'll listen. Because there's guys that do it,
4: but I never figured
5: it out. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you're not. How do, you, how do you kill
4: somebody and then come home and feed, them, feed right. your kids? here? How do you right. take a life like it, kind
5: of somewhat enjoy it a little bit? Because it's not like the people that you're often are good people, right? Right. right. But it's still a human being. Right. Whether they're good, bad, you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. Right, you don't even know if they're really good or bad. You just yeah. gotta, you're told they're bad, so it's time to go. Yeah. What if it's What if it's just someone who, who's similar? Didn't you know he he's from a country where there's not a lot of opportunity? Yeah.
4: His dad got blown up by a drone when he right. was six, and now at 18, he wants payback. Right. You know? And he's been told his whole
5: life that you know. Going back from
4: what you're kafir, the, you were know? saying
3: in the
5: second segment,
3: I've just something that occurred to me: kids that are going into the military at 18 years old, they weren't around for 9/11.
4: No, they really weren't. No, but you know who's going just, in the military right now?
5: It's it's all generational. Why do you think TRICARE, which is the military health care, they'll let you have as many kids as you want, man? Why wow. do you think that is? Why do you think the government does anything? They just keep you in yeah, the system. exactly. It's true. Numbers. My, it's going to be hard for my son to not want to go in the military because he's going to grow up, and he's going to feel like he's got something to prove. Because I felt like I had something. the reason I went in the military is because my grandfather was a frogman in World War II wow. and I felt like I needed to prove myself as a man, therefore I had to go in the military.
4: I never thought about that <sighs> well, so that's man. it's
5: a generational thing, yeah yeah.
2: Skip the generation with me, you know. What I mean, I I seen that. I was like, oh no, I think I'll pass on I'm that okay. shit. <laughs> listen, I, 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 Listen, I, we we, we got to get out of here. But I do want to fire up this joint with you. But yeah, be, we'll but do but the before, high five. Yeah. But before we do, yeah. But, but before we do, I want I want to say this. You know, um, let's smoke, right? Let's let's take a hit, and just chill. Don't, don't, don't over smoke. Don't, you know, try and, you know, yeah. just, just, you know, cause it, not that it's, it's, it's not going to hit you like a ton of bricks, but it's, it's your first time in a long time. And, you know, you probably won't even feel it. To be honest with you, because you yeah. I <laughs> smelt that. Shit.
3: Who rolled, I it? Know. Well, I rolled it? I rolled it. Oh shit. No, no. Just take one or two hits and yeah. then just relax like an edible. I haven't give seen, time. I haven't yeah, seen have blue rollers time. on joints in a minute. Oh,
5: yeah. uh, uh, I seen this the joint he We're not gonna <laughs> talk about my brother on the air like that.
2: Well let's fire this <laughs> thing up, man. Let's 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 pass this thing around. We're gonna we're gonna let you do the honors, man. And we're gonna we're gonna start this up right here. But but look, man, again, it's it is it is a medicine and um it can give you a lot of relaxation and um i don't think for one second that this is a uh a, 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 a bad drug that's you know issued into the world i i know that i've personally watched it help a lot of people um i think it'll you know, it, you know it, it it hits everybody differently but ultimately you know it's on you so there it is but cheers <laughs> give him a little light just in case <laughs> All right. Love you. We yeah. Love Welcome you,
3: back to the horse, man. Woo! <laughs> Here yeah. at the Cannabis Talk 101 Cannabis, yes. the number that one that source that for better. everything cannabis. <laughs> yes <laughs> look at Goldie's face yes <laughs> see I'm telling you he's like yeah you, you was right Goldie I gotta give you a fair warning
2: uh. <laughs> yeah you're it's probably nice cool emotion. pass it to Tony let him hit it you, know, you, know, you gotta hold on to it <laughs> Tony's like I've hit way worse shit than this man this is
3: nothing <laughs> let's hit the high five out right, of man Matt Tony how old was the first time you smoked and where did you get it from <laughs>
4: Uh, gosh, I think I was actually, I was a late bloomer. I think it was about 18, 19. It was in Mexico, and was sort of a Mexican drug dealer.
2: Really? Wow. Yeah. Nice.
3: Okay, we won't ask names. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jorge? Jorge! Yeah. <laughs> probably uh, probably our,
2: our, 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 you know, our guy, Jorge. <laughs> He's a beast. Uh, question number two of the high no, five. No, Matt Matt, Matt. Oh, yeah, Matt, Matt, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. It's
5: all good. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it was. Uh, I'm already That's <laughs> why he don't smoke in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was high school. High school? Do you remember who got? smoked in my first car? I had an old uh, Toyota MR2. Nice. Mm. Was this yeah. a military school? No. <laughs> look, he's still good. Look at, look at. <laughs> yeah. No, it was uh, high school, uh, public high school. I only went there for a year, you know. Yeah. And I got, I got booted. So. Yeah. Question number two of the high five
2: What is your favorite way to use or smoke cannabis? I mean, on
5: iHeartRadio, right?
2: (laughs) 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 That's that's a first. That's a first right there, yeah. I love that. It won't be a last. Uh, (laughs) I love that.
4: Tony? You know, for me, I like a quick and easy baby, I just like an edible. Really? Nice I hear name. that. Yeah. I totally yeah. hear that man. Do you have
2: a favorite kind? Like which one, you know?
4: Yeah, I personally what's your what's your sponsor's name? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Moran, Oil? no, no, Moran no. oils, yeah. <laughs> I like the little wild gummies. And for me to be honest with you, I think at, you know, for what, what I do in my life and the fact that I'm not trying to be four hundred pounds, I fucking eat when I smoke and that's right. my biggest thing. So if somebody can invent something that gets away to the munchies or makes non munchie weed, we'll be a billionaire tomorrow. But for me, I just use it for sleep now, man. It's like you said, very rarely it used to be like we'd hang out and laugh and now it just makes me want to go to bed. Yeah. So for me, I just I, I don't like to take pills to fall asleep and it's really, really hard for, I only get two to three hours of sleep a night. Oh. So for me it's just a little edible, go to bed. Yeah, you know, sleep through the hunger. Otherwise, you know, I'd need two chairs just for for me. Those to wild fit gummies are good. Yeah. That's, amazing, what, that's what my parents use yeah. for their anxiety. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah, I'll be real interested to see how I sleep tonight. Cause I, that's the biggest, you know, people talk. Well, about I'll
2: send about. you home with the joint too. Like, so when you get home, it, you know, go out to your garage or outside or whatever. you got kids, but you know, just take a few hits and 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 you know, relax. And and you know, I I personally, for me, um, I'm not a big social smoker. I'm I'm, right. I'm also afraid to smoke other people's weed because they hand me so much fucking weed, you know, and cannabis. I'm just like, oh, I'm cool, you know. I'll, I'll take it, but they're like, smoke it with me. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. Because you know, sometimes you smoke and they're like, dude, that's bomb. It's infused with fucking everything. Why? 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 I'm like, oh. everything i'm over here fucking going oh shit what just hit me you know and, and it's a, it's almost like um you know joe rogan he had a whole skit on me you know in the in 2010 i did a publicity stunt and and joe rogan had like a you know 10 15 minute skit on on me personally on a show so i went to go see this skit because everybody's like yo joe's talking about you you gotta show up and, this and, that. and and so I went to the show and I sat with Joe and I thought you know I'm going to bring Joe Rogan some weed, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go smoke with this guy. I know he smokes, you know. He's he's got a whole skit about me. It'll be fucking awesome for me to smoke some weed with him and and um, I went to, to Joe and he was I'm like, "Here, you know, let's let's smoke this joint." You know, you just did the whole skit about me. He's like, "Oh yeah," fucking looked at me like, "You're not upset, are you?" I'm like, "Nah, fucking it's, it's hilarious." Like, you know, he, he made a whole joke about his dick going limp and I mean, it was a whole good joke but it was it was i did a publicity stunt and he was like i'm about to have sex with my wife and i heard this song come on and then my dick went limp and then i hit the floor and (laughs) it's just like it was like what you know but it 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 was about the song that i i did on the freeway in a traffic jam stunt but so i went to go smoke with him and hang out with him and he was like no i don't ever smoke anybody else's weed it's like i have one person i get my weed from and i don't ever do it and i'm like why and he's like, Well, you know, um when I was younger, you know, I, I was with another entertainer friend of mine, I'm not gonna say his name, but we smoked a joint and both of us started looking at each other and all of a sudden we realized we had been laced. And then there was this guy there recording the whole thing. You know what I mean? And he's like fucking yeah. with us, and and he's like we're entertainers, so they're looking to catch us slipping. And baited. they were, they, yeah. they baited him into you know like doing some crazy shit. And he was like, we both left and caught it. He's like, but we felt like we got laced with something like you know uh, angel dust or uh, you know whatever the this, this story was. And I and I remember hearing his story like that. And he's just like, I, I got too many people around me to take just advice. random people's mm-hmm. fucking. I gotta trust that the source, you know. And I'm like, cool, you know what I mean? And, and we took a picture and you know, slap hands, and never seen each other. <laughs> is
4: that, uh, is that content still out there? Oh yeah, so oh yeah, oh it's, right. it's
2: full, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's a it's from the traffic jam. So I shut down the 101 freeway in the middle of rush hour traffic, and I played live for homeless children um, because there was at, <laughs> at the time there was like 1.4 million homeless children in the world um, that I'm mean, in in the United States that that um, that and the, and the the census hadn't been done for like seven years. Right, and I'm like, dude, you know, like, what's going on? Like,
4: this is 1.4 million in LA alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm they're everywhere. What are we
2: talking about? You know, and, and it's just like, you know, it's one of those things that was getting slip, swept swept under the rug, and it did again. You know, when when I even when I did my publicity stunt, but. Um, but I did that stunt and then he, you know, he was like, I'm watching TV. The song comes on, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, and it just, it got stuck in my head. And later on that night, I'm having sex with my wife and all of a sudden the song's in my head and I can't stop ticking the song and, and bam, my shit went limp. And, and my wife's like, what happened? I had to fake a cramp. <laughs> it was just a, a whole skit that he did and, and, uh, about my group, the Imperial Stars. And, uh, it it was great. So, uh, question number three, three. Right? What is your? Oh no, it's your what's question. What's the cra-
3: what's the craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked?
5: I used to have this little like pinch hitter, Looked like a like almost like a cigarette, and I oh yeah, the I, cigarette I, ones with the yeah, l- yeah, l- yeah. L- l- twist l- them. Yeah, uh, and I was smoking in. Algebra
2: class,
5: <laughs> just like good class.
3: yeah Wow, Pem- good old right. PEMDAS, baby. Yeah. You didn't blow it through a, through <laughs> no, we got a filter. Nothing, no <laughs> filters back then. Yeah, no classes were so <laughs> huge. So you got
2: caught? Oh, you didn't get caught. They were huge. Not so
3: algebra is cool, but geometry's cool when you're mm. high. Actually, yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, if you saw. made it to geometry, <laughs> if you see the shapes <laughs> properly, yeah, I saw, I saw in the Matrix. Yeah, <laughs> you know. exactly, Tom.
4: Tony? Yeah, my dumbass thought it would be really fun to like do it on a roller coaster. So we were going down, and I lit it, and the cherry goes in my eye. And right, <laughs> in <it>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, right in it. Right in it. Definitely a stoner moment. Shit. Yeah, it was, uh, the, it was the little circular one over at uh, Disneyland, the little shitty one. They only have one decent one that would go upside I down. I the have to run yeah. over after this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Question number four down. of the high five guys. What is your go-to munchie after you get high?
3: We're about to find out, Matt. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. It's been I'm so trying long. to think about what I'd really want right now, there's very, there's so many like.
6: <laughs> right now, he's yeah. We got a taco cantina next door. Right, we got, got a various spot. I we got smash a... some pancakes right now. Some pancakes. We oh, got breakfast Ooh. next yeah. door. Yeah. Pancakes. Yeah, we'll pancakes. pancakes. We probably got those
3: in the kitchen. We, yeah, got, we, yeah, we got we'll those in the kitchen with Laran oil. Yeah, we do. We do have that blueberry raspberry chocolate pancake. Yes, Tony.
4: You know, I don't think that I have a favorite, but I do know the most memorable is I bought a bag of those little uh, goldfish, like goldfish yeah, crackers, yeah, but yeah. they were the laced and phased ones from the from the dispensary. Yeah. But I had I was a bachelor, so I have no other food in the house except those and like some soiled bread. So I eat three or four of the dose, but there's 50 more in there. I'm like, all right, that'll be it. And then I'll go out to eat. And then after about 20 minutes, I'm hungry now. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just take a couple more. Fucking yeah. two hours later, 80 doses later. <laughs> man, I did not leave my room for four days. Talk about being laced. I <laughs> laced myself. Wow. Laced myself. <laughs> I think I Peppers almost died. Pepperidge Farm, man. Yeah. How, goldfish, how'd you die? Goldfish?
5: <laughs> hey, goldfish. 1,000 ways to go.
3: Yeah.
0: I
5: chose gold. You just need like a gallon of water, though, if you're going to smash that many goldfish. Did, there yeah. was no plan, bro.
4: Like right. This was
0: just like you an
1: need a miracle (laughs) if you're going to smash that many edibles
5: (laughs) (laughs) question
2: number five of the high five if you smoke cannabis with anyone dead Dead or or alive alive. who would it be and
5: why I mean for me it's George Washington I know that sounds very cliche but very first Commander-in-Chief. Father and of the United States, man. Yeah. It's you know? wow. huge. Got a lot to say. Yeah. You know, I he, thought he, we
3: were talking about the father of funk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the other George. George Clinton? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's George Clinton. <laughs> uh, you
2: know, he had a hemp farms actually. So. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so he knew all yeah. about it. You know what I mean? This guy knew what was going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tony?
4: I'd... Want to smoke with a father or fathers, smoke with God. Yeah. Just like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? You you heard Jesus. You never here, heard him go really to yeah, God. Huh? What is your purpose? We've we got a few we got some before. Jesus. I ain't never heard, I heard of God. God. Yeah. First, just, yeah. God. Ma- nice. ma- ma- make it equal opportunity for everybody. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody believes in God. They're all just arguing over who's, what's his name? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's true story. So, listen, guys, before we
2: let you get down out of here, first of all, I want to thank you guys. Is there anything else that we forgot or that you want to bring up or talk about? I know know. know there's probably we could do we'll actually do probably a whole nother show but you know i'd love to have you guys back obviously tony's a friend of the show and and you're now a friend of the show and i I look forward to to picking your brain more and and, you know but is there anything that you know that you feel like needs to come out right now that we forgot
5: the only thing i would say is for guys that are coming out don't be scared always bet on yourself because if you know no one else is going to believe in you you got to believe in yourself and if you believe in yourself enough, you can make money doing anything. Nice. You know, we had the the veterans have the best. I mean, look, we're they're equipped for entrepreneurship, right? They they can have their back against the, you know they're used to having their back against the wall, operating under pressure, having to act professionally, and all those other things. Like, don't be scared. Don't let the the military trains those guys to depend on the government. Yeah. Don't depend on the government.
2: Yeah that's a great great uh nice advice man.
5: tony
4: yeah i I think for me you know we talked obviously about a lot of dark shit, which probably doesn't happen on the show a lot i know you guys get emotional but i think people that that tuned in today they're like holy fuck!" you know and and joking about it is one thing but i think suicide and depression is real and i if anybody's listening if you're even thinking about that or some of the terminology he used may have triggered you uh there's people out there you know you're not alone whether you're a veteran whether you're some kid listening to this and, and like uh like Chris was saying, weed's not the answer. You know, this is one thing that can kind of help you sleep or deal with other issues. Pain, but if you yeah. guys got serious issues, man, and you don't have a place or you don't feel comfortable, you guys reach out to me, drop me a DM. I guarantee I'll get back to you, you know, I'll talk to you. These guys got great hearts. You yeah, always know yeah. you got a place here. Uh, theinsidershow.com, just tag, uh, connect with me on socials through there. Drop me a DM, tell me tell me what your problem is. You know, I'm sure there's somebody that can help you. If I can not help you, I'll put you in touch. i give you my word. Yeah. And, and, and Tony, thank you for that because I one,
2: one thing I want to say is one 420 1980 again 420 1980 that's our, our, our hotline and we've actually had people call and say you know your show has helped me so much I'm, I'm a veteran or I, I have a, the same you know pains and elements that this person had and I started to use the you know some of the uh, the treatment that they're using and, and there's so many times where again this this show has touched and helped so many people's lives. And again, if you're out there and you have any of these, um, you know, things going on in your head, your mind, your body, your soul, you know, reach out to us, man. We'd love to uh, to give it up, man. I, I thank you guys both for being on the show. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you. For- yeah. Thank you
4: for the short notice, man. And- I'm sorry, and thank you guys for your next guest. A global saliva in the house. As yes, he's watching you, you smoke yeah, up, yeah. he's like, holy shit, there goes my next show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101, and remember this. If no one else loves you, we, we do. do.
0: Thank you for listening right. to Cannabis Talk 101 yes. on the iHeartRadio app,
1: Apple right. Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.